Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Talik. Today, I have a special guest, uh, singer, songwriter, creative director, <laughs> uh, Bro Carter. <laughs> How are you, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I am very good, bro. I can't complain. I cannot thank complain. You. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I just want to thank you for coming on. You know, guys, Carter was on a uh, group episode that I did when it was uh, Instagram Live at first, when I started as Instagram Live before I turned into a podcast. So it's only right that I brought him back on to do like a one-on-one mental health chats. And I want to say thank you for saying yes, man. Thank you for before and thank you for saying yes, man. Of course, man. I don't mind at all. I enjoy talking with you, so I don't mind. Yeah, so let's, let's get into this episode, bro. My first question for you, I asked all everybody the same question. I don't know if I asked you the same question when you did the group one, but I'm going to ask this question. How is your mental health? How is my mental health? My mental health is good. I have my days. I'm going to say good, not great. Um, And I say that because I want to be as completely vulnerable as possible and candid with everybody and every every one of your listeners. Um, Feels good, but I have my days, have my moments. Um, But I could say it's good. It's good right now. Thank you. Thank you. I like to ask that question because I feel like, you know, I can see Carter in the street and be like, hey, bro, how you doing? He'd be like, I'm okay. But if I ask mm-hmm. him, how's your mental health? It opens up the door for a deeper conversation more, more yes. than, that, you know, than I'm okay. You know, you know, I say, how's your mental health? He'd be like, I'm not okay. You know, I'm okay, but my mental health is not okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a good way to put it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Uh, my next question for you is um, growing up for you, bro, was it okay not to be okay? Was it okay not to be okay? Um, so mm, I'd, I'd say, yeah, um, I think there was, but there was also limits to it. Um, you know, growing up in a Black household, um, it's, a, it's, it's very, um different as far as like you're not as fluid with your emotions and feelings because some things are not as accepted you know so as we our generation you know is becoming more accepted over you know accepting over mental health and therapy and all the different layers centered around it um but our parents you know that wasn't something that door hasn't been kicked down uh with them yet so to answer your question it was okay not to be okay, but there was also limits. Um, there were some things that you had to suck it up, you know, poke your chest out and that kind of thing. And even being as a young African-American man or male or boy, rather, um, a lot of things when it came to feelings and emotions had to be uh, kind of secluded from certain things or actually kept in. So uh, I would say it's a 50-50. Yes, yes. Um, thank you for answering. I'd like to ask that question too, because you know people grow up differently. It's always dope to see how you know people households were where they grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, it's, it's, that's like my second favorite question. I love that question. Besides, <laughs> you know, the first was how's your mental health, you know, and then it's like, oh, yeah. was it paid out to be okay? And the next yeah. question for you, right? There's a stigma surrounding mental health, right? But there's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health. What do you say to that stigma that says, you know, we can't cry, we can't be weak, we can't have emotional emotions, we have to man up. What do you say to that stigma? Um, I would want to say, let's tear that stigma down. Let's change that narrative. Um, I have a son, young son, he's six now. Um, he's he's literally my everything. That's my guy. But I'm determined to raise him, not centered around that stigma. Um, son, you can cry. You know, you can be upset. You can ask why. Um, do we stay there? No. You know, because I think that our part of not just being a man, but being a human being is we go through our moments. And we have our times where we cry, we get upset, we, we kick and scream because things aren't fair or something hurts your feelings. But as life does go on and as a human being first, because he's a human being first, um, you know, it's our job not to stay there as human beings, but we must keep going. We must get up and keep going. However, the narrative that is centered around men where a women can, but men can't, or females can, but males can't. I say let's tear that stigma down, but we only do that by, you know, when, you know, us becoming parents, well, when we become parents, we're raising up the next generation. So because we already had the people before us, um, you know, our parents who were coming up and didn't, you know, we it wasn't okay to, you know, cry. We had to keep feelings in or a lot of things about mental health weren't considered okay. Um, and the families, you know, that time has came and went. So now, because we're raising up the next set of generations, it's our job to stare down, tear down that stigma, especially as men, and even more as African American men. Damn, that was good. <laughs> that yeah, was I mean, good. what do you think, though? What do you think about it? The stigma, I think, is you know, war crack. You know, I feel like um, so many men suffer in silence because that stigma is out there. You know. People feel like they can't talk to nobody. They feel like they can't go to somebody and say, hey, I'm not okay. They can't go to nobody and say, hey, I'm suicidal. But they have that fear of being judged. They have that fear of, you know, not being heard. You know, especially like a lot of men that have, you know, families, you know, wife, a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, I know a couple yeah. of friends of mine, they said they tell their girlfriend that they are depressed or what they're depressed and the wife just looks at it like, you know, you're a man, you know, you got to get over it and stuff like that. A sign of weakness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not, and that's, it's not cool because, you know, that's, you got to break that stigma, you know, like I said, so many men are suffering in silence and it's, it's, it's sad, you know, it's real sad. Yeah. People yeah. feel like they have nowhere, they, you know, they can't talk to nobody, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but you know what, that's why I'm grateful for platforms like this. Or, you know, whether it's podcasts, books, you know, I have friends that talk about mental health as well. And it's the, the so I think that there's different, there's two sides to it to me. Um, and not to make it so black and white, but I think that the there's a part where the ship has sailed and it's more so, can we go back in time and change our trauma or change how we were brought up that kind of made us feel this way and think this way? No, you know, we can't change the past. However, the greatest part, and I keep specifying our generation, is that we're moving things in the direction of it's okay not to be okay. It's okay for men to cry. It's okay for men to have feelings and the, what and redefining what a man looks like and what he does and what he sounds like and how he 
you know, expresses himself or expresses his feelings. So I think that, you know, kudos to us, kudos to our generation who's like kicking down that door and making yeah. it okay. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that's the that's the silver lining in it all. Yeah, I agree with you because this is gener our generation today. Like you know, we, like I feel like you know, growing up, you know, thirty two, growing up, I feel like I couldn't talk about mental health growing up and everything. You know, you know, my grandma mm -hmm. was raised in the church. You know, they believe pray about it and everything. You know? Yep, that's it. And mm -hmm. it's like crazy. <laughs> you know, what stays in the house, you know, what goes in the house stays in the house and everything. Yeah. And um, it wasn't talked about. So you know, the fact that people are talking about it more, even though we got more to do with stigma, the mental mm -hmm. health and men's mental health. Like, I feel like more people are talking about it, you know. There's different platforms you know, that I that I see, like, you know, like, you know, different platforms. There's plenty of platforms I see. They got Black Men Hill, which is a great, mm -hmm. you know, organization. You know, I volunteer for NAMI. They have, like, free online support groups. It doesn't replace therapy. But it's, like, yeah. real dope outlets to come and talk and everything. So being that you said that, though, because you, you mentioned, um, you know, how it was growing up with your family and stuff. And, you know, they believe going to church and pray it off. Like, being though that you're starting a movement such in, that's so impactful like this, like, what do you, how does that play a part? Are they are they against it? Are they for it? My family? Uh, yeah. No, um, a lot of people, well, I, I really don't. <laughs> talk to a lot of family members. But a lot of families are, are friends that are actually friends that I consider family. They're actually a supporter of this mental health podcast and like my mental health journey. They're all about trying to me get better and stuff like that. And heal freedom from like childhood trauma and everything. So they all are supportive, you know. There's certain stuff that I probably talked about, you know, that people probably feel uncomfortable with, with but I really mm -hmm. don't care at all because it's my story. I'm not gonna tell yeah. it because if I can tell my story to help somebody that's out there struggling, I'm definitely gonna do that. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. I'm for you with that. Yes. Uh, my next question for you, talk about, you know, having people to talk to. Do you have a circle of friends that you could talk to when you're struggling with your mental health? Um, I do. I do. Um, and I guess I hesitated because there's different, um, there's different, I guess, layers to it. So the thing is, I, I have... I go, I, I utilize my gift first, you know, what God has given me as far as the ability to songwrite and sing. Um, and if anyone knows my music or, you know, have ever seen me perform or, um, you know, just follow, follow me when I was, you know, really into it heavy, um, they'll know that that is pretty much my message and not necessarily about mental health, but it's my stories. And I call it life music. So, and that is where I put everything that I've been through, what I feel, what I, what happened to me, what didn't happen to me, you know, everything, all those type of notions come through, my, you know, my music. And even when I perform, you know, I typically do acoustic sets where it's like, you know, just piano, guitar, very naked. And, you know, I'm talking and, and sharing things. So that's my first go-to because, um, you know, it, it was a, what was given to me god gave me that to be able to give back to others so it's more so coming through me and then going out into the world but then coming back to me you know and because when i give it out it's my way of healing it's my way of releasing but i'm also helping somebody else so it's more so like a recycled movement um however 
I do have a solid group of friends that I, you know, confide in and, and I can talk to. Um, and, you know, out of my circle, of course, there's, uh, you know, some that are more willing to share and more willing to give advice and listen. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and that's okay. Cause everybody's, you know, comfortability is different. Um, it's more things that I'm willing to share with some and not, you know, as so much with others. And I think for me, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have a different respect for them than anyone else in the group. Um, I think it, what it's about is um, there are there are things that are extremely relatable to some that are that is not as relatable to others. And you know when you when you come to um, when it comes to mental health and you want that support or things that you want to release even though they're all, I think they will all be as, you know, supportive to me. I think yeah. that, um, I think, you know, getting what I need in return is something that is relatable to an individual. And, you know, that's not only willing to listen, but can offer feedback from experience. So good. Cause um, yeah, people listening go, um, community is important. Uh, whatever that looks like for you, Community is important. Make sure you get mm-hmm. into some type of community, it's church community, Absolutely. friend community, family community. And remember, I say this all the time: um, everybody's not going to understand mental health, and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not mm-hmm. our job to show people. You know, people want to educate themselves; they can educate themselves. But just remember that, you know, every not everybody will understand mental health. Um, yeah. My next question Absolutely. for you. My next question before we actually get to the next question, I'm going to say anybody out there that's struggling. Many thoughts of suicide, any um, suicide ideation, a deep dark depression. There is a suicide prevention line out there, crisis line out there. The number is 988. Um, 988 is the number. So, you know, anybody struggling, if you're struggling, make sure you dial that number. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, right? But I'm going to answer it first, right? I'm trying to, on the podcast, answer it first. Do you okay. know, share, you know, you know, the, let it be, people get opened up and just share more. But um, have you ever dealt with any thoughts, suicide or any suicideation, or you just thought to not want to be here? I'll go first. You know, um, I'm always dealing with thoughts of suicide. You know, um, I was you know, sexually abused as a child by two of my male cousins, Hi. and um, and um. I didn't deal with that until I got older. I didn't deal with that until I got to like, I was um, 26, 27, I'm 32 now. I didn't deal with that until I got older. And um, it just like, it's crazy how stuff, how you just like stuff happens to you. You don't deal mm. with it till like, later yeah. on in life. And it just like fucks up later, <laughs> later on in life and everything. So, you know, dealing with that, you know, lost my mom 2019 to liver cancer and then 2020 mm-hmm. nine months later lost my sister um it was just like all in mm-hmm. at once you know still dealing with trauma you know my grandma died 2007 she raised me um mm-hmm. it was just like just everybody's gone and everything so you know thoughts of suicide you know because of my head here and there like recently i just had like thoughts of suicide uh, not a full-out plan but i just i need to do this to go if i'm not mm-hmm. here it'd be better you know if i'm not here and um it's crazy because like the, the whole like sexual abuse, right? Um, right. It's, it's like, people understand, I was explaining to my friend today, like, it's like, that's not something you could just get over and stuff like that. People are different healing journeys. You can't rush nobody healing journey. And it's crazy because like, um, like Cardi, 
Carter can tell y'all, like Carter, I listened to his music and stuff like that, you know, supported whatever I tried to do with everything. <laughs> but I, I always like Carter is a cool p- person, you know. Um, I always like never felt close to men, you know. So like anytime, like if I came off, you know, I won't say Carter, if I came off wrong or something like that, you know, I apologize. Um oh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize I had issues with men until I started going back to church like a couple of years ago. I didn't realize that, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that at all. And like, I like, you know, people sometimes have been standoffish and stuff like that when they met me and stuff like that, you know. But <laughs> now I know where it comes from. But, you know, yeah. like I said, thoughts of suicide, you know, it's, I still struggle with it and stuff like that. I try to get better, you know, with therapy and everything. But um, anybody out there struggling, please, please, please reach out, you know, suicide is definitely not the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend always said it's better to have a bad friend than a dead friend. But, yeah. Uh, you can go yeah. next. <laughs> you know, well, first of all, it's a couple of things I want to say, man. So I got to I gotta back up for a minute. You never need to apologize because, you know, God placed you in my life and me in your life. For a reason, okay. So if no no reason to apologize. First of all, I want to just thank you for even being willing to share your story. Saying that you were suicidal, man, that is a big deal. I don't take that for granted. That you even like, you know, said that to me or to us listening. Um, and I said it because, well, to first answer your question, no, I have not. However, I have, um, and not to. Not to make it seem as though what I'm about to say even compares to suicide. However, I've I've neglected a lot of myself in fear um, of being, you know, accepted or being loved or valued or even seen um, because, you know, of just of things that I've experienced in my life and what I've been through. And I never, I promised myself that. When I got out of that, I would never do that again. Um, And I will never do that again because God has created me for a reason and a purpose. And he has created you for a reason and a purpose. And being who you are and sharing our stories and the things that we have been through is that it even goes back to recycling that gift. Because as we're sharing, we're healing. And as we're giving to others, the gems um, and and the the lemons that life has thrown us you know we're able to heal through our notion so it's more so like a you know that survival idea of everything um but yeah man I feel you I feel you when when you say you you're having issues like with men and just things like that so I'm going to let you in on something so that is actually what my upcoming album is about uh so I am I have an album set to release in mid-spring. Um, and it's, you know, pretty much my return to music, but the album is called The Man in Me. And it I, t- I touch on all of this. Like the these past few years has been like a whirlwind with my life and um people and things. And I learned a lot about myself as a man and my manhood, which challenged and there were so many different things that I learned and I acquired along the way. And so to be honest with you, this this conversation is just confirmation for me that, you know, I'm right where I'm supposed to be here having this conversation with you, sharing, you know, things about mental health and, and what it is to be a man and manhood and hopefully bringing light 
to everyone listening. Yeah, thank you. I got uh, got an exclusive. <laughs> Carter knows like how much I support him, and then him saying it as album artist is like, oh damn, like it's, like, yeah, it's exclusive, bro. I'm always asking Carter, what did music get? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Man, it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a while, you know. know but you know what? I'm appreciative of that. I'm appreciative of the journey because there is like when it's time, it's time, bro. And it's like, but when it's time, like. God will equip you with, you know, who you're supposed to be at the time you're supposed to be it. And I've never been more sure, bro. I've never been more sure about myself. I've never been more convinced that, um, you know, what my platform is, what I talk about, what I sing about, what I write about, um, and just into my, you know, the people that listen or the people that have followed me along the years, like this is like my re-debut. You know, I've been out of music for so long. It's like my my re debut to like music or my comeback to music, and it's I want people to know what it is, uh, and like manhood being redefined, and it is it truly being okay to be who you are. Yeah, you know, I'm excited for the whole you know music. You know, I'm just excited and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. always guys. I'm always. Here and there, like Carter, what is the music? What's going on? You know, <laughs> I know. What's popping? Um, yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yep, I promise. Yes, if I want to say, like anybody that's struggling, I want to say this again. Um, there is a suicide prevention life, life crisis number out there. All you have to do is dial 988. 988 is the number. Um, my next question for you is um, how important it is to have a spouse that support each other mentally? Man, it's the game changer. I actually wrote something on um, social media the other day, and I really said having the right spouse or partner um, is the game changer because it defines exactly where you go in life and exactly what you amount to. And I say that gracefully because um, it is imperative. It is extremely imperative um, that who you marry, who you date, um, is someone who can support you, support your dreams, see it through, get in there and get their hands dirty. And a part of all of that process is making sure that your mental health is okay. Because you know, when you're chasing things, dreams, first of all, when you're dealing with life, when life be lifing, okay? When life be lifing, you need a partner or a spouse that's able to, you know, to balance you out, to say like, hey, I'm listening. That knows when, you know, knows you enough to say, hey, is this a situation where I'm letting you vent? I'm letting you, you know, be down and feel down. And I help you throw, you know, throw a party for yourself, you know, a pity party if you will. But it's not even about being, being pity, but just being, allowing you to have your moment and soaking your problems and your concerns. And then having a partner to be there and say, okay, it's time to get up. You can do this, you know, that squeezes life into, you know, pours life into you and uh, squeezes out your greatest potential. Um, so I think it's super important. I think it's, it's probably one of the things at the top of my list. Yes, thank you. That was like a question I just threw out there, you know, because <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like that's important to the people, you know, to talk about and people to hear that, you know, how important it is to have a supportive spouse that, um, yeah, man. Understands each other's mental health. We all support each other and make sure each other is good and hold each other up, you know, when they up and down, you know? Thank you for that, brother. 
Absolutely, man. Uh, let's talk about your music, man. Music, does music, you know, help you with your mental health? You know, you writing, singing, uh-huh. creating, you're doing it all. But does yeah. that help you <laughs> mentally? Gosh, man, absolutely. I'm grateful for my gift, bro. I am, I'm grateful. I am, I am thankful to God that I'm, um, you know, just have the the musical gift. I really do believe it's a gift. Um, so the thing is, I remember, so the last time I did a show, it was mm, t- two years ago, I think, or 20, yeah, 2021, actually. Um, I did it for my birthday in September. Um, you know, shout out to all the Virgos. <laughs> but um, I did it for my birthday. And I remember after that show, um, a lot of things in my life changed. And and I remember hearing something that someone told me. They said, you know, you need to get back to yourself. And you need to get back to um, the last, you know, get back to peace. Or get back to who you are. And um, I was like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know, you know, getting back to peace, what that looks like. And they're like, okay, that's okay. But just remember the last time you had it. And the last time I had it was when I was on stage. The last time I felt my my best self, um, the most confident, the most sure, the most pleased, the most peaceful was when I was on stage. And I know that that is a part of what I'm here to do, what God has called me to do, my purpose um, for being here on earth is to tell my stories. I've been through so much, but I, but as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, man, I've been through so much because I have to, it's my duty to be able to pour that out and give that back in my lessons and my gems. So that way the people in the audience that's sitting there and listen, listening to me and listening to my music and listening to my lyrics, you know, are able to survive and get through another day and realizing if I came out on the other side, you know, then that could, that looks like something for you too. So my music is the ultimate um, thing that brings me peace and, you know, clarity in my mental health. Thank you. Thank you. And one more thing about the music, like writing, you know, Carter is definitely a writer. How does that help you mentally? You know, I know you do your music, but writing, like, I know that's like a therapy session within itself. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Um, Writing. Well, I'm a writer first. So I'm a writer before I'm a singer. And there's people who would probably tell you, you know, something different. Like, oh, no, you sing and write. No, but yeah, writing is like my my lifeline. Um, And the only thing is, so people say a lot about, you know, um, you know, they'll ask me, you know, where's the music? Where's the music? Because, you know, I really do write from a real place. Nothing, nothing that I write about is made up. Um, so I have to actually go through stuff. That's the only thing I actually have to go through stuff. So a lot of times there's time that passes, but know that when you get like an album or when you, you know, get an EP or whatever, anything, a single, it's really something I put my heart into. And it it was a therapy session for me. So writing is like the top of my list, you know, when it comes to everything And, and I write daily and, you know, I have literally voice notes in my phone or, um, you know, message notes in my phone, in my, in my note app, because as things come to me, I'm constantly, you know, clicking away or writing away. 
Um, and it could be something that's used now. It could be something that that's used later. But I know when, when something comes to me, I need to write it down. I need to write it down. And, it's, and it brings me an immense amount of peace when I do so because I know that it's useful. And, and it provides, you know, clarity and it provides me peace. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a dope ass writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, bro. I dope really do writer. appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, my last question for you: um, What are some good coping skills with, that you can recommend to someone that's struggling with their mental health? And before you answer that, I want to say this: try to say this more often, you know. Carter's coping skills, my coping skills may not work for you, but we are going to say our coping skills because you just never know what may help you. So go ahead, my brother. Yeah. So I guess, I, well, I would start with, you know, you got to, you got to first be yourself, but also um, get back to what you like and who you are. Now, there's two sides to that because as we evolve and we become more authentically ourselves, we're learning more stuff about, yeah, that's, I've always liked that. I just kind of suppressed that because I didn't think it would be cool or I didn't think people would get it. And that was a fear of mine. I didn't think people would get me and get who I was. But I, one of my coping skills is to say, yo, this is what I like and do it. You know, and, and I'm sorry, I'm saying from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, um, I enjoy being around deep people. I enjoy being around um, poetry. I enjoy being around art. I enjoy going to coffee shops, uh, bookstores, like that, that is things that bring me peace. I enjoy the rain. I love, you know, I, I like to be outside when it rains. You know, I enjoy being by the water. I enjoy um, just being in the city. I'm a person that truly enjoys being in the city, being around lights. You know, I just, that's, those are things that bring me peace. They bring me happiness. Um, and of course, I enjoy music so much, like all types of music, country, rock, I'm so eclectic there, but truly being my authentic self and doing the things that literally bring me peace is a is a is coping for me, you know. Especially when I'm going through something or I'm dealing with something, it just it are those are things that bring me peace. So I recommend truly being your authentic self and and realizing that no matter what anybody thinks, what they say, how it looks to people, how it doesn't look to people, those who get it, those who don't get it. When you put yourself in your most authentic form and do what you love to do authentically, the things that were put inside of you are going to bring you the most peace. Oh, that was good. That was good, man. There's <laughs> a couple of skills that I can recommend, you know, journaling, guys, you know, make sure you get into therapy. Therapy is a must, guys, especially men, especially my black men get into therapy. I don't care what you grew up on, you know, saying therapy is, you know, we don't do therapy. No, we do therapy. Make sure you get to therapy, um, journaling, you know, writing, um, taking a walk, affirmations on your wall, your, um, your um, bathroom window, you know, on your car, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Where you look at your desk at work, use some affirmations to get you through the day. Because um, when you get in your head, it's, it's hard to get out sometimes. Um, my last question for you is um can you tell what can you tell to someone that's struggling right mentally why it's important to put your mental health first right but what if your son comes up to you and say dad why is it important to put to put your mental health first what the what is carter going to say 
Man, that's a great question. Man, I actually never thought about that question. Listen, little um, Bray come up to you be like, Dad, why is it important to put up to her first? <laughs> it is important to... It is important to put your mental health first because God has given, put you here for a purpose. And thing, and the first thing the devil is going to want to attack is your mind. The most precious things about you, your mind and your heart. And to, for you to fulfill your purpose and for you to fulfill why you're here, through your gifts, your talents, who you are, being who you are, um, we need you here. We need you here to do that. You were created specifically for that reason. Um, so in order to fulfill that and to, for it to bring you the most joy and the world the most joy, we need you here. So putting your mental health first is the ultimate priority. Ultimately, you can't be anything to anyone else until you're that to yourself. So when people say self-care, when people say taking care of your mental health and making sure you're good first, I can honestly say from being my experience of being in a relationship and, you know, having friendships fail and families, you know, walk out of your life and you go through things with them. When you are in a place of constantly pleasing everyone else or constantly being someone else to everyone else, you're suffocating yourself and you're unable to be the best version of yourself, man. And I learned that. And that's what the album is about. That's what this conversation is about. I, I just really would, I would tell my son that same thing. Like it's, it's every, this life in this world is depending on you to be who you are and to be the best version of yourself for you to fulfill what it is that you were put here to do. So put yourself and your mental health first. Boom. That was so dope, brother. That was so dope. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting on your response, man. I'm putting waiting on uh, your uh, The reason you should put your mental health first because nobody's going to put you first like you're going to put yourself first. You know, the world right. needs you. You know, um, you have hope. You know, you have um, firm foundation. You know, you are meant to be here, you know. When it's your time to go, God will have that say, not us, you know. Um, your mental health has to come first. You got to make sure you're good so you can be there forever, especially if you're a person that's being there forever. You can't be not okay and be there forever. That's that's not good, you know. You have to make sure you're okay, you know. Nobody's going to take care of you mm-hmm. like you're going to take care of you. Um, right, put your mental right. health first, people. Put your mental health first, you know. A lot of people that's in relationships, you know, marriages, make sure you put your mental, it's okay, men, to put your mental health first, you know, it's okay to put that first because you have to put that first in order to be there for your family. You can't be there for your family and your mental is not okay, you know, that would cause, right. you know, problems in your relationship, you know, problems with your kids, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, put your mental health first. You have to come first. Absolutely. Oh, God, God first, the image of first, you know, that's what yeah, no doubt. Yep. Um, I like to end this asking you, like, what's going on with Carter? You know, you're exclusive, got the album, what's going on, you know, with Carter, you know, you and, you know, <laughs> sons, yeah, I believe you a son, son, got a YouTube channel. Talk about all that's going on, the vocal school with Deacon. Talk about yeah. it. So, yeah, man. So, um, I, um, I, yes, I, 
So I'm going to be, that was an exclusive. So I'm going to be releasing, you know, re, like I said, re-debut. And I call it re-debut. Is that even a word? I don't know. But um, of it's just, it's more so boldly and refreshing me um, and truly being who I am. And there's no matter how many times, how many singles I've released, music I've done, you know, with myself, other people, I've never released an album. So this is my first album ever. Um, so, you know, that's coming mid spring, but I'm going to be releasing, you know, a single or two uh, first. So look for that, you know, in March. Um, you know, you can follow me on at Pen Carter, that's P-E-N-K-A-R-T-E-R. Um, so you can look for me there. Yes, me and my son do have a YouTube channel. We're Light Carter, Light Gray. Um, so we, you can follow us on our Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You know, we're on there. We actually have a bunch of new content coming because we took some time off to load up. So now we're just about to fire off and, you know, put everything out that we've been doing together. And honestly, everything is really just authentic, man. Anything just for myself, or me and my son, we are literally just being who we are um and that is just if i could title anything about what i said today is truly being who you are and loving yourself more taking care of yourself more and giving the world who you are um authentically and those who like it like and those who don't well you know but it's not for them so yeah man that's that's what i got going on and just constantly healing constantly going you know going through things um that are you know going through past things and, and kind of combing through them and saying like okay this is what it is that hurt this is what's up and just constantly trying to become a better version but i also like i said do that with my gift so um i'm able to do that with my gift because that is my form of coping and healing so yeah, man, you'll be hearing from me very soon. The world will be hearing from me very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, listening, my brother, my friend, Carter, thank you, brother, for coming uh, on. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for the today. opportunity. Yes. It's good to, it's good to, um, it's good to be back on here yeah. with you, bro. Listen, you, you got to bring me back when the album does come out. You know what I mean? Oh, I definitely I will. Would, we gonna, yeah. we gonna get into the album. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to get into the album. It's, it's yes. so many different uh, parts to it. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I look forward to our next conversation. Yeah, we'll definitely have like a um an album. So we'll talk about your album. You know, we'll talk about the songs. You know, I'll do like a review and have you on. You know, the artists. On okay. There. So sounds good. I'll definitely let you know. Thank you, brother. Absolutely, bro. Mm -hmm.